live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good morning to you. Happy hump day. Vince is on his way to Florida for the next few days. Cheering on his kid in the cheering nationals there in Orlando, so that'll be fun for him. Exciting stuff. And joining me in studio, my guy, the legend, Steve, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Mayor Scafidi. Very loose definition of that term. <laughs> but thank you very much. Good to be here. There he is. Good to be here, well, it's, everybody. It's good to see you, buddy. I was chasing around before the show. We got a lot of extraneous things happening in the uh, Third Street Market. Oh, oh yeah. There's whoo, always goodness. something happening. I'm out of breath. I was running upstairs. <laughs> out in the hallway. It's like, woo! Oh, you look good. That's a good way to get the, the day going. Actually. Absolutely. Yeah, get the heart pumping. Okay, so the president's going to be in Wisconsin today. President Biden going to be in Dane County yeah, for a this speech. morning, yeah. Mm-hmm. This happens from time to time. Most, not always in Wisconsin, but almost every year you'll see a president go someplace to continue to push the message from their State of the Union address, which was last night in Washington. And after viewing portions and reading through the script and the response from um, from Huckabee, Sarah Sanders Huckabee, I've come to the thought that the State of the Union address has run its course. It's an interesting it thought. It doesn't do anything anymore. You know what it does? I, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. It provides a forum for all the knuckleheads to get their uh, their 15 minutes of fame. That's exactly my point. Uh-huh. You have a president who is pushing their agenda, sure, which is always the case. That's expected. And then you have a Congress, whichever side, opposing that and oftentimes trying to get attention themselves. So let me play you this. This is last night. During the speech, instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> Let me anybody who doubts it attack my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. <laughs> All right, now. If I told you all of that happened, that there was cussing, that there was a guy in a tight black shirt and bald running around trying to save someone from throwing a punch. If I told you that happened during the State of the Union address last night, would you believe me? Um, the cussing thing, I didn't, I didn't catch the cussing. So I would say no on that one. The bald guy with the punch, that it's, was... That it's was Jerry the... Springer. My point is, oh, yeah, okay. is that anything could happen nowadays. Got it. Anything can happen nowadays, and you think it probably did. <laughs> We've gotten to that point with this silly thing. And, and you know, the, the heckling w- did happen last night, and, and you can argue that whether or not the heckling was justified or not, whatever. But it did happen last night, and we see more and more people, both president and other lawmakers, trying to find a way to leave a mark whether it's by the guests they bring in or by the things they say or the clothes they wear. We've seen that before where we have Congress people all coming in the same clothes, whether it's standing up and putting thumbs down and yelling liar, whatever it happens to be, I think it's run its course. It's like watching a game. It's like watching Jerry Springer. There's nothing in it anymore that I think is actually of any value to any American. I completely agree with you. But here's the thing. This is politics now. This is what it is. We, you saw it at the, the hearings when the Speaker was elected in the House. 
Same stuff, guys. Actually trying to throw a punch, apparently, at Matt Gates. You see it with... I don't know what Marjorie Taylor Greene was doing with her fashion choices, but she looked like Sharon Stone from the movie Casino. I mean, what what is this woman doing? <laughs> you know, and the, the the erratic behavior, the crazy behavior, didn't start with this one. Obviously, oh yeah, it's been Nancy years. Pelosi yeah. ripping up the speech. Right? Yeah. Thank you for I forgot to mention yeah, that one. I mean, yeah. very dramatic, uh, <laughs> stupid at the time, still stupid now. Although she did get a nice ovation last night. Look, this is I read the speech, which is I would say the best way to consume it. Because it takes out all the all the BS. I almost Ooh, swore there. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's well. That's it takes out all the BS. Tonight. I read it last night. I read it this morning. It's actually a decent speech. What I just a quick take on all of this. This isn't going anywhere. I asked this question yesterday. This we're still on the uptrend on all this incivility and crazy behavior. Trust me, we still have 2024 presidential election to get to. That is going to be the epicenter of lunacy, crazy town. Just weirdos. That's that's the world we live in now. And it, it, at some point, it's going to take some significant event to knock it down. We're just—I uh, don't think so. We're just in the uh, the early stages of this. I, I don't think it can ever be knocked down now, no it matter what the event. Otherwise, we're going to be fighting like those Asian guys in their meetings. You always see they see on the late late night news, right? They're all pounding on each other, throwing chairs at their meetings in Korea or wherever. Right. Yeah. That's what we're going to end up being. Pancake, open it up. Commence primary ignition. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Has the State of the Union address run its course? Is it time for it to sunset? Honestly, what's it doing anymore? What is its purpose besides just becoming a sideshow? Your calls next. It's eight sixteen. Has the State of the Union address run its course? Eric Bilstead along with Steve Scafidi, Vince Vetrano out for a couple of days. I say yes. Me too. I say yes. We're taking your calls, 855-616-1620. I played this earlier. This was a test. And it actually caught some of you, not just you, Steve, but it got some of our listeners, too, because they texted in about it. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Okay, so so that didn't really happen. It's a nice mix. There there was no uh, Jerry Jerry moment, and there was no swearing. But you'd believe it if you heard it. I I wasn't. I I actually thought I could until until you told me it was Jerry Springer. I go, wow, they were really raucous. (laughs) Because again, I read the text. I mean, we had security guys out there catching people who were about to throw chairs. We had paternity tests being revealed. Yeah, you're the father during the State of the Union because that's basically what this has become. So what do we think? 855-616-1620. Here's one from the 414. It's kind of like the Pro Bowl. It's of no value to the viewers, but the NFL and the politicians won't give it up. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Although the I'll say this about the Pro Bowl, still gets viewers. Still gets viewers. Not sure about last night. Mike is in Milwaukee. He starts us off. Mike, what do you think? Has it run its course? I don't think so. I think it's needed very much so. Uh, the problem is it's your senators and Republican 
House representatives that have run their course. You got Marjorie Taylor shouting liar, but yet Donald Trump told over 30,000 lies, and that was okay. Yeah, but it goes, we've had it both ways, Mike, right? I mean, we had the House Speaker. We didn't we have it go both ways? We've had Oh, go ahead. You've got Mitt Romney, who had the guts to go up to George Santos and tell him what he thought of him. And you said, how can we ever get it back? That's how you get it back. You get Republicans that will stand up to the idiots and you tell them what you think. You got people like Kinzinger, Romney, somebody I would have voted for in the last election if they would have been smart enough to put him up there, John Kasich. The guy is an honest, good man. Try to find a lot of those nowadays. Well, I, yeah, you can say that about politicians in general. I, I understand. Obviously, Mike, has a, uh, he's leaning a certain way on it. I, I feel like it's more than that, more than just a whether or not you, you feel like a certain party has too many unique characters involved. Let me ask you this in a different way, because I spent so much time on my show talking about this, these very things, right, incivility and the, the lunacy of politics. Maybe this is what the public wants. They watch hours of this every day on TV. Well, yeah. Every damn day, every damn night. Maybe this is what the public wants. Maybe this is after I just said this on social media this morning. After decades of so, of squawk radio, the, all the talking heads on TV, the Jerry Springers of the world doing those kind of shows, Maury Povich or whatever the hell his name is, it's more memorable. Yeah, they, it's something that they enjoy. It's like it's like a gladiator version of politics. So how do you make this more like the Pro Bowl, more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't from, think the Pro Bowl was interesting at all. From the two six two, the president should give the State of the Union address to the people without an audience present, and the response should be the same way. The speech should not be released in advance. That's from the 262. So you have right now the Republican response or the Democratic response, whomever is in charge. The response is always done without an audience, although I believe it has had yeah, an audience, audience in the past. Uh, the Kennedy, uh, yeah. yeah, he did it with, uh, in front of a small audience. He was all sweaty and his lips were shiny. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the idea. J- just record the speech. An hour before, don't release the text until the moment the speech begins and let the other side respond. We don't need all the theatrics. I understand it makes for good good talk radio and good talk TV, but we don't really need it. And I would argue that it's contributing to the incivility and making things worse. Tom is in Glendale. Tom, you're on Wisconsin's Morning News with Eric and Steve. Yeah, a State of the Union report isn't optional. It's in the Constitution that the president has to do make a report on the State of the Union at least once a year. Uh, the problem is it's been turned from a status report into a PR stunt. Yeah. And a, and a nighttime presentation when it doesn't need to be. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be done in that format. Stunt, of course. Yeah. No, I, well, that's true. And they used to deliver it by mail. Yep. Or by messenger. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Tom? How do you change it? Well, I haven't watched the State of the Union for years. Uh, it doesn't change until the general climate changes. I mean, it's like it was before the Civil War in terms of the aggressiveness and the bad blood between the different groups. Hmm. Thank you, Tom, for the We've phone call. we this before, and we'll go through it again. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I, I well, that's a good point, Tom. I, I like that optimistic idea. Yeah, I hear that refrain a lot. Okay, so if this is a cycle, you know, we go up and down with this, with this incivility and all, and all the nonsense, so when is it going to come back down? I would argue it's going to be post-2024, and it could even get worse after that, depending on what happens. If we're talking Trump-Biden again... Who in their right mind thinks that's not going to be lunacy? You think Donald Trump's strutting around on a stage given he has nothing to lose, basically? 
you're you're going to be in for a real entertainment show, not a political dis- discourse. Has the State of the Union run its course? I say yes. 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talk and text line. Own National Bank. Get old. One more before the break. We're taking your calls as well. Here's one from the 414. I think it's on the journalist who treat it as entertainment. I don't treat it that way. I'm going to spend an hour on it this morning. Seriously. 826. Wisconsin Morning News, Eric Bilsett, along with Steve Scafidi, Vince Petrano taking a couple of days off. We will check in with Vince on Friday, talking about the State of the Union address from last night, thinking maybe it's time to sunset the State of the Union address. Is it really doing anything anymore? Is it time to move on from it? Karen is in Wauwatosa. Karen, you're on WTMJ. What do you think? Oh, hi. Well, I think that, that and I think John might have uh, alluded to this earlier, but it is a State of the Union uh, address from the president is required by Article 3, Section sure. 3 of the U.S. Uh, you know, Constitution. But I think it's it, it just become a, 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 a political circus, and it would be, we could at least try. Let's give a try of doing this in writing and have it published in a couple of national newspapers and that would be the State of the Union. I like the idea behind it, but how much traffic do you think that website would get when they post the State of the Union up? Would it I get... bet you more than you think. Yeah, I went, I went and hunt down last night. I, it was easy to find. Thank you, you, you Karen. And I, was also, and, I, and I was thinking, like, in the New York Times and in the, in the you know, all, all the newspapers, uh, people do, do read them. You're right. People do. Mm-hmm. That's where I read it. Thank you, Karen, for the phone call. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I suppose there might be something there. There. More importantly, though, what what was the, the reaction of the other side? Right, we have divided Congress right now. Yeah. What was yeah. the reaction of the other side? So Biden says next year, you know what? Uh, we're going to pull back. I'll just I'll record it. I'll give you the transcript. And the moment it's it's uh, released, we'll, we'll skip it this year. What would the reaction be? Oh, he's afraid to face us face to face because that's the problem, right? I'm just saying that we, we're getting to a point. I mean, what did we see? We saw the House Speaker tear up a speech the other a couple of years Nancy ago. Pelosi. Uh, we saw yesterday people heckling and Marjorie Taylor Greene thumbing, standing up, thumbs down type of thing. We, we've seen Supreme Court justices muttering to themselves, like, at what point is it going to grow out of control where it is Jerry Springer, where there are people like getting up and walking around and it becomes such a sideshow of, I need to be seen and I need to leave a mark because they know that that will be what's discussed the next day. I, I, let me ask you this question. Do you think it gets worse or better next year? Uh, I I, I say worse. I expect it to be a little bit worse given where we will be. We'll be closer to an election, right? We'll be into the midst of the cycle. Um, so, you know, I, I expect it to be worse. Here's what's changed. A guy like George Santos, who shouldn't even be in that body, as Mitt Romney appropriately told him, he's sitting on the aisle on TV for some of this stuff. Are you serious? He shouldn't even be in the body. Oh, pages are, that's a whole other thing, those two arguing. That's pretty funny. Yes. If, if you got Mitt Romney angry, then you must have done something. So what's one of those texts you got there? From Jim, it used to be Gordon Hinckley getting radio callers to help people help people out. Now it's sneering hosts cultivating an audience who fear and hate the community they live in. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the State of the Union. That sounds no. like something else. Bring Gordon back. 834. 
Have you ever lost power at night, Steve? Yeah, for for we're actually pretty lucky. We don't have a lot of power outages, but yeah, for you know a half hour, a couple hours. Okay, so not that long. Then. Not the dire ones like like every every day in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Little subtle shot there. Eric yes. Bill said along with Steve Scafidi, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince Vetrano off for a couple of days. Greg Pancake Hill, of course, is always producing the big show. Can today. I just say something? Yes. Greg is amazing. Oh, I, I absolutely. Can I steal him from? I'm just kidding. No, my producer's probably listening. Going, okay, here we go. No, he he is outstanding. We would fist fight. Like I would feel bad doing it, but I would punch you in the face. (laughs) Oh my god! Did you hear that? Was that live on the radio? (laughs) Who wins in that Uh, fight? I cannot. He could. You you could outlast fighting over me. I'm going to give you the hardest 60 seconds you ever got, and then if you can outlast that, then you're good. The burst is going to be incredible, but the the longevity. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, that fight's not going to last long. I'm spry. I know that's the tough part because you're agile. You can move around. And quickly. I'll fight dirty too. I'll pull your hair. But if I pound I'll, you, I'll you're going to feel you it. I'll bite you if I have to. I'll, I'll, let's not talk about fighting. <laughs> we're, see, we're just complaining about the state of the union, and then you and I are going to have a fist fight <laughs> over something stupid. Not stupid. Oh, but boy. Irrelevant. But that, see, this is, but here, that's a fascinating point you made. There's a difference, though, between entertainers or performance art and a lawmaker or a president. True. They are not performance artists. They wish they were reality TV shows as celebrities, but they're not. They just wish they were. They weren't able to make it into the musical when they were seniors in high school. <laughs> they weren't able to get to the uh, Fresno TV stations to work in the 10 o'clock news. So they run for office and then they get their attention that way. You've exactly nailed the profile. That's the new profile. They want to be famous. <laughs> they want to be on TV. They want to go on uh, CNN, MSNBC, yeah. Fox, and have their, their time on the, on the TV. That's what they want to do. All right. So anyway, back to you losing power at your house. I know yes. it hasn't really happened to you. Um, I have sat in the dark... Probably when I was a kid for maybe 90 minutes because of an outage, something like that, mm-hmm. and found it to be rather boring and didn't know what to do at that time. I think we lit a candle and played cards or something. <laughs> wow. The reason I bring it up is because I am fascinated by what uh, Aaron Rodgers says he's going to do as he contemplates his future. I know, don't have to worry about his future. We're not going to learn that today, tomorrow, next week, or anything. So whatever happens, happens there. But he said on the Pat McAfee show that he is going to spend four days in the dark. It's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. It's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now. And I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months. And it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. So he's going to sit in the dark in a small house somewhere, I, I have I picture like Wyoming, like in the countryside of Wyoming. So walk me through this. So is it is it all completely dark yes. inside? Sensory deprivation. Okay, so, so it's dark day and night. Yes. Okay, so half the time you're going to be sleeping. So that's okay, that's you know sure. four days. That's two down to two days. And I assume you just kind of quietly contemplate your life and maybe why he was had diminished quarterback skills last year and why he looks like a greasy weirdo hippie now. I mean, is that the things he's going to think about? Yes. How is this helpful? It stimulates DMT. So that's it. it stimulates the idea of a hallucination. So instead of taking ayahuasca or a drug, you can potentially hallucinate or get a similar body reaction by sitting in the dark. Let me give you my not a professional opinion. So it looks like like, <laughs> okay. mus- like musicians who have, have used hallucinogenics to create incredible music, right? The Jim Morrisons, Jimi Hendrix, those types, right? Yeah. There's, there's a, a bunch of examples. 
He's apparently taken that same idea and trying to translate that to physical. Isn't that activity. cool? Like a sense, but it's not working. He sucked right. last year on the Aaron Rodgers standard. So how is this helpful? He looks like he just was on the street for four oh, days. Man. How I, is this helpful? I so want to try that. He says that like someone, I don't know if it's Uber Eats or who, but someone like gives you food like in a little slot, like you just open the door, stick some food in there. <laughs> And I don't know was what that it you is. That made the uh, the Shawshank Redemption comparison <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah, the slot. It's, yeah. And, and look how Timothy Hutton is that Tim? No, not Timothy Hutton. Um, what's the guy's name? That was in Shawshank. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He came he, out he's fine. He's a tall guy because yes. he, he could think. So maybe that's Aaron Rodgers' mindset. He'll come out fine on the other end. But he just looks like hell. What would you want to eat? Me? Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> in the dark. You look like crap anyway. What do you care? You know what would happen to me just knowing the way my brain works. I'd have like Hanson Mbop stuck in my head <laughs> the whole time. Now I've told you this story before. When I used to travel, now it's stuck in your head. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I used to travel back and forth between St. Paul and Milwaukee. It's about a five and a half hour drive. I would test myself a quiet ride, one of the ways. No music, no outside, no phone calls, no nothing for five and a half hours. Okay, Cleans- cleanses the palate. How is that any different? It's That's not exa- dark. It's just driving. <laughs> but you You're are still stimulated. But it is a sensory deprivation. In, you a, are, in a sense. That's why I brought it up. And actually, it was helpful. To so me. if that was helpful, imagine also losing your sight and what that would do and what that would enhance. You know that how when people lose a sense, right, oftentimes other senses are heightened. Someone who doesn't hear as well may notice other things more. Someone who doesn't see may hear more. And the I, other sites as well. Like that's, I get the, I get the goal. Senses, I mean. I get the goal of what you're saying, and this experience may help him do that. But so far, the track record is he's done these things, ayahuasca or whatever it is, and all these other crazy things he's done. How has that helped him? He's not showing up in the big games. His performance at, at his level, which is four-time MVP, has suffered. Show me the improvement. So, so you're see, you're only going on what he's doing on the football field. He may argue that in life. And in mental health, he's doing great. Perhaps, but let me be selfish here. I need him to play better. <laughs> I need him to win a Super Bowl. How he does after football, I could care less. Could we do it together? Could we both be in the room together? <laughs> Wouldn't that defeat the purpose then? Why? Can't we talk in right. the dark? <laughs> you could, but it defeats the purpose. You're right. I would smell Steve, and that would throw off one of my oh, well, after, four, after four days, you're going to be ripe. This is true. Yes. And what about like, I don't want to get Can you imagine how that little house smells after four days? I just can't picture this. Just So you're just sitting there for four days. Do you walk around in the house? What do you do? I don't even know if it is a house. That's just in my mind. It's a small. Yeah. I'm imagining tiny house in Wyoming countryside that someone has to drive up and and give you your food that you don't even get to ask for. It just comes when it comes. It could come at three in the morning. You wouldn't know because it's dark in the house. Let me give you the counter level of trust too, by the way. Yes. You're you're putting your life in someone else's hands. But so the other side, other side of this, why do we always hear about putting prisoners in isolation? It's bad for them. So how do you rectify that dilemma? It's not good for them. It's sitting in the dark in a cell where they shove food in in the door. Doesn't seem to be helpful maybe for them. because it's against their will and he <laughs> yeah, wants to do it. Yeah, he's volunteering. But you're talking about like rice and water versus noodles and I don't know whatever what he, you want to order. You I can order whatever no you want. I have no idea what Aaron Rodgers eats. Do you? Panera. I mean, you could get anything. I'm anything you get delivered. Like, doesn't he strike you as the chia-eating kind of granola, you know, free-range chicken? He ain't eating <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. I Just trust me on that one. <laughs>
You just had to do it, eh, Greg? You just had to. It is catchy. Come on. Admit it. This would be in your head for four straight days if you were doing that Aaron Rodgers thing. No. I don't... <laughs> All right. Is it charity porn? Is that what it is? Is it charitable for views? Is it narcissistic? I'm talking about Mr. Beast. This is a guy who's uh, very popular on YouTube. His name is Jimmy Donaldson. He's got a lot of money. And he's known for extravagant gifts and philanthropic stunts that they put on YouTube. The latest one... In this video, we're curing a thousand people's blindness. Curing a thousand people's blindness. So he is giving money to people in need and helping them bring back their sight. Not only are we helping people here in America, but we're also going to other places around the world. Because unfortunately, nearly half the population with curable blindness doesn't have access to this surgery. So I wanted to provide this to as many people as possible. So he's getting criticized because some argue that this is just blatant narcissism. He has the ability to raise money, also make money, but use his own money to provide to someone else, but at the same time, get all the attention for it. I have zero problem with it. I, I'm, you know, you think about colleges or Hospitals, people donate money all the time. Yeah, that's true. Do we dig into their background? I mean, some people do now because they sometimes they reject those funds. But do we really care if it benefits somebody in a positive way? I don't. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about the the hospitals or the dorms sure. or the the business building at Marquette or whatever. Like everything has a name to it. You're right. If you dug into people's backgrounds, if they did in the past, there would be buildings that have different names on them. Now let's let's be honest about it. It's a donation. It helps people. Why would you start putting up roadblocks to make that positive thing happen? doesn't make sense. Yeah, but if it's for, if, if the purpose is just for your own self-worth and to make you feel better. I don't care. He's helping, what do you say, a thousand blind? Yeah. 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 So wh why do you care what he gets out of it? I don't care at all. I can ignore him and just focus on the positive See, I stuff. think actually, you know, both things can be true too. Of you, course. You, <laughs> you can be egotistical and you can help other people at the same time. I, I have zero problem with this. All right. So what if it was someone on Facebook that you follow and they post a picture about, boy, am I tired? I just spent all morning going to the uh, the food bank and helping the food poor get their food. I have friends that do that all the time. So they're they're kind of bragging, but also yeah. sharing a good thing. What do you think of that? I usually skim by it, but it's nice that they're doing a good thing. You want to get me irritated is post your Wordle score on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> what what are you doing? I'm so doing that today. No, don't just for do you. That's crazy. I'm going to go on your Nobody timeline. Nobody cares. <laughs> Oh my God. Today's word, apple. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write it in there and, and screw What's it up the word for you. you use first? I don't care. <laughs> Get out of here with that. He is Steve Scafidi. I'm Eric Bilsett. So, Steve, and this is, by the way, I should just mention that um, this is a perfect uh, example of the type of person you are that with Vince out for the next several days, he's back next week. With him out and enjoying some time in Florida with his kid as she competes in the Cheer Nationals, you were willing without... I, I texted you once saying, hey, would you be willing to sit in on the 8A hour? And you were like, absolutely. So I thank you in advance. I don't know how it's going to go. Ask me again next week how we're feeling about it. But I appreciate it. That's very. You're a team player, man. You always have been, It's a so treat for you. me to come in. And I told my wife this. So you know, typically my shift is 9 to noon. You, you yeah. know that there's 
there's stuff on the front and back end. Of course. So my wife's response, oh, so you're working four hours tomorrow? <laughs> yes, Gary. Are you yes. kidding me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. We'll find out what Steve has on his plate next. It's 853. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Oh boy. I love this. This is gonna become a problem. Let's all go to the next concert together. You know, I've I've heard they have quite a catalog. I bet you they do. Perfectly honest. Yes. Hey, what do you keep doing? So Steve is in (laughs) he's been in studio this past hour with me. I appreciate it. Uh, Vince is off. Eric Bill sat along with Steve Scafidi and Greg is uh, producing the big show. So Steve keeps leaving the studio. Where are you going? You're I see you talking to the guy out here in the the avenue here. So as the morning guy, I, I have to I have to juggle a lot of duties. And I have I've become the unofficial liaison between the workers in Third Street Market Hall and the studios. So there's some drilling that's going on, which the audience may or may not hear in the next few minutes <laughs> or hours. So I'm trying to coordinate during the break. So I'm running back and forth. I, I have to give this guy a thumbs up in about three minutes so he can go for it. They have two holes to drill. I love that this job somehow How fell on you. Job? How is this my job? You know what happens? See, that's when you do a nice thing, everyone piles on. Also, you're doing a million nice things. So tomorrow you're going to get an email saying, hey, Steve, can you tell the workers <laughs> to please start drilling at noon? You know what the email I would get? Dear Steve, this is not your responsibility. Please direct it to so-and-so. That's the kind of email I would get. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the right thing because nobody's down here helping me. This makes me laugh. Thank oh. you. And I'm also hearing from all the Aaron Rodgers lovers and the uh, Wordle fans out there. Oh, yes, I've, sir. I've said both, which is, for me, the perfect launch pad to three hours of show. What are you working on for your 9 o'clock hour? We got Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky separately today because I, I don't want to blow up our mojo because they, they work together nine o'clock hour mm-hmm. Friday, each on their take on the state of the union. I'll give my take on the incivility on display. As we talked about in the first part of this hour, uh, lots of fun stuff to talk about as well. We're going to, we'll be all over the map today. Ask Steve anything, as you know, one of my favorite segments of the week. I let the audience run. Who does that in Milwaukee but me? Nobody. Oh, and man, I'm going to text in some stuff. You should, because I've had friends texting stuff that's so obscene and so ridiculous. <laughs> obscene? I, I, I think they think I'm just going to read it without looking at it. Yeah, that's my friends. Oh, wow. Ken, I'm talking about you. He'll know who I'm The Steve Scafidi Show is next on WDTMJ.